was your highest grossing year in 12 months? Just off of like a course. You don't have to tell me what year it was, but the most you made in one 12 months. Oh, that's going to be different. A year versus 12 months. So I can give you the year. I have a feeling I have a 12 month period that made more than that, but I just don't know what that number is because obviously we usually measure in a year. Mm-hmm. Um, so it was 9.1 million. What? And three, two, one. You're listening to The Real Social Proof Podcast with Mr. Sleepless for Suckers himself, David Shand. Let's get it. Welcome to another edition of the Social Proof Podcast where we find dope people that did dope stuff. And I'm excited about this interview because you have stalked me (laughs) on the internet. I'm like, yo, on my Facebook, on my Instagram. I'm playing, I'm playing a, like chess on my, on my little phone. I'm like, yo, here goes Danielle again. Golly. Like I play spades and I see your ad. I'm like, yo, Danielle, leave me alone. You're like chill, 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 chill. <laughs> Danielle Leslie, oh you're God. a legend. What's up? Aw, thank you. You're yeah. a legend. No, yeah. I'm so, I'm so grateful to be here. This is so dope. Really? You're really incredible. And I'm honored because you don't do a whole lot of interviews, man. I don't. You make me sound like a celebrity, like somebody. You don't do you a are. lot of interviews. You are. But no, you're you right. You know you are. <laughs> Every, yo, any, anybody that's anybody in the digital marketing space, anybody that's had a course, anybody that's ever done a webinar, I think they've taken a part of your blueprint to do it. Because you've been doing it for how long? Six years. Six years. Ooh, that's a lifetime. In, internet years? That's a long internet time. Years. That's like a century. What is it? 2020. So 20, that's 18? No. 16. 2016. Mm-hmm. I was in a one-bedroom apartment. So was I. And you was making millions. But yet, no, you was living. You're, I wasn't you're, making millions in 2016 when I started. Oh, uh, no, you started. Yeah. But, okay. So when you make, when did you make your, when did you have your first million dollar year? 2018. So two, two years, years after later. that. Yeah. And I made majority of that in the last um, nine months of that run. I spent the first year and some change. Like I launched it. Then I went into my cave of self-doubt, got scared. Whoa, whoa, whoa. What do you mean? Like I launched my first course. Well, by the way, this is like my third course that I've launched, right? So talking about course from scratch, I launched that. And even though I knew what I was doing, I had coached people at Udemy. Like I had all the receipts, but still, and my therapist tells me this, self-doubt is like my thing. Mm. Um, So I launched the first version of it. I had students go through it. I made 20K. And then I told myself, some voice in my head was like, it's not good enough. You need to make the course better. Even though people got results still, so I just kind of went into hiding for about nine months wow. and I did other random things. Like I would take a random like speaking gig. I would do consulting over here, but I would not touch my course. Like I was just doing videos for it. I was doing all the things that weren't really moving the needle, basically. Really? Mm-hmm. So you said, oh, you said, you said that was 2018? So between 2016 and 2017 is yeah. when I was like in the self-doubt cave. Gotcha. Oh, mm-hmm. I got you. I mm-hmm. got you. Even after you get results. Yes. What does your therapist say about that? Self-doubt. So she says, yeah, I mean, she says like the thing about you, Danielle, is you doubt yourself. And that's it. I don't know if it's... Did you figure out where it came from or... So I know that maybe. I know that my... My 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 mom is um, high achieving too. She's amazing. Um, she's the reason I have the work ethic I have. Mm-hmm. I have like these high standards for myself. Um, and it's like I would bring home the straight A's 
with the like B plus. And then my dad would be like, golden child. And he'd be like dancing around the kitchen. And he'd be like, Danny, great job. And then my mom would be like, Danny, um, this B plus in social studies. Like, what are we going to do about this? Like, what are we going to do? Mm. So, so it was that. It was a great balance. Um, but maybe it's that, that I, I know that I can, you know, quote unquote, do better. Yeah. And the first thing I look at is the gap from where I am to where I can be. And so that can sometimes hold me back because I forget to look at, but yo, look at this pot that you created. Like you got all this good stuff. Mm. Yeah. Gotcha. You haven't, you haven't been like as outside lately. Like I, I would go to like, uh, or I didn't, I didn't even go to a lot of events, but I see you on like flyers for events and stuff like that years ago. But Probably, I don't know, maybe I, I haven't seen you as much in the last year or two during the pandemic and all that. Where you been at? I don't think you ever saw me. I mean, I was never really outside. Yeah. I'm like, what flyers are we talking about? You was at BYOB? I was! Yeah. With that same a smile. That, yo, that, yo, that smile had... <laughs> that was one time I went outside. Shout out to Drew. Yeah, that yeah. was an amazing event. Yeah. Okay. So, well, so one what have time. you been... So, what, how, do you, how do you been making money without... Being out there, like, on Instagram Live and building your brand and all that kind of stuff. I, so, number one is ads, right? So, what I did is I looked at how I like to show up. And it's, like, what lends to my well-being that can also help me create wealth. So, I'm not going against who I am. Because then that's when it'll be stressful and I'll hate what I'm doing mm. and I'll forget why I got into it in the first place. So in the beginning, it was me asking, okay, what is the most scalable way to grow this thing that doesn't involve me showing up live? Because, mm. um, you know, I'm an introvert. I get anxious. I will overthink things. I will need to show up perfect. Mm. Like, you know what I mean? Um I'm getting better. We get in more in flow. Good. But um, so, yeah, so that's why in the beginning I said, okay, I'm going to do a weekly webinar. Um, and I did Landmark. I don't know if you've heard of Landmark, but I did um, a program called Landmark. And my big takeaway from that is to keep my word to myself. I realized I didn't really keep my word to myself. Like keep I would your just- work to yourself? Word to keep myself. Your word to yourself. Mm-hmm. What do you mean? When I say I'm going to do something to do it. Yeah. I would say I'm going to do something and be like, oh, I said that, that. Who, who said that? I don't, I don't remember saying talking that. to you, huh? Mm-hmm. <laughs> so I learned and I said, okay, well, what I'm going to do is I'm going to commit to a weekly webinar. And my goal is to make a million in a year. If I can do this webinar, I believed in my mind, if I can do the same webinar every week for a year straight, I will make a million. And I what committed, this? this was 20, the end of 2017 okay. going into 2018. Mm. And it was wild because if you look at the amount of money I made, I made nothing, essentially nothing from like January, February of that year to uh, September because I was doing all the things. And then in October is when I said, I'm going to keep my word to myself. I am going to uh, do this weekly webinar and that I made like 3K, then I made 7K, then I made 10K, then 20, then 40, then have my first six figure month. Never look back from there. So starting from that month, when I started doing the weekly webinar, I generated a milli in nine months. And before wow. that, the most I had seen was like 20K, you know, from my course, like a little change here, a little change there. So um, so that's what was possible when I kept my word to myself. And so during that time, I said, this is what we're doing. Like we're not don't, going outside. And I developed like a yes to no ratio. Mm-hmm. 
like a high yes to no ratio. I was saying no to everything. <laughs> and in fact, to the point where I would have everyone send emails to my support email because I was like, I don't even want to be tempted because yeah. I might I might mess up and say yes. So I was like, I don't even want to <laughs> see it. So I just kept myself in my living room. So I'd show up for two hours a week and I would make my, you know, 40K and then eventually six figures on a night. And I just kept doing that. And so ads, I knew, were the thing that were measurable and scalable. So I knew I started out spending $20 a day, um, spent $60, got, you know, uh, 26 leads or whatever. Mm-hmm. I had 14 people show up live and I got three sales. So I made like $3,000 to $4,000. So it turned $60 into $3,000. And I was like, okay. And I put it in my little spreadsheet and then I would rinse and repeat. And so I just kept doing that. And at the time I was running my own ads. So I would just keep the ads running, spend a little more, spend mm-hmm. a little more. And, and then I was like, okay, bump this. We going five exit. And then I 10 X'd it. And that's how right. it took me from like a 40 K month to a six figure month. And then it took me to like the million. So that's why I haven't been outside. That's why I chose ads and webinar. I was wow. like, let's keep our word on this because we can measure it and we can predict it. But how do you get people? So, uh, you did the same webinar every week for a year. Is it the for same two webinar? Years, two years, actually. Your girl over, overdid it. I actually did it for two years straight. Sheesh. I did over a hundred times in a row. Is it the same webinar? Same exact. I think I maybe modified it twice in those two years. You know what? Were you doing webinars before or after Neo? Before. Yeah. He stole that from you. <laughs> he did. Yo, what because because now he talks about how he did it. He like he was doing a webinar every single week. And that's really how he like really dialed in. Oh yeah, that was my up. secret sauce. That was the key. Mm. <laughs> I remember meeting Neo at uh, BYOB. Right I'm about to tell him, like, yo, yeah. I know you got that. Because he did that, like, every single week. But it's the same exact presentation. Same one, because you're doing it to new leads. But how do you know? How do you know it's not some of the same? My anxiety would kick in and say, yo, it's, it's three people on here to know my next slide. You know what I mean? You didn't? No, because of the funnel I set up, right? So I have my ad spend that would go to new leads every week. So I would have a set of new leads every Wednesday. Mm. And then the email follow-up would only go to those new leads. That's it. Every week, a new set of leads. Because you're not necessarily promoting Join My Webinar on your Instagram page. Exactly. Mm. But even if I was, if people already saw it, then they already saw it. They're not going to come. And a lot of times, I've been on webinars like three times. And I get halfway through and I'm like, oh, I've seen this before. Okay. But I'm like, is that good? (laughs) Like, I needed to hear it again. But yeah. And then... Like three to four times a year, I would do a live launch. And that's when I would email the whole list. Mm, a live launch of like another product or service? Same product, same webinar. Don't play with me. Yes. Because it had been months since they saw it. So it was like, oh yeah, refresher. And then like, now I'm ready to join. Boop. When we looked at the data from one of our big launches, um, this is like a multi-six figure launch. And we're like, okay, I was curious, how long have the people been on our list? who joined Course From Scratch from this launch. And half of them had were, were about 40% were new leads. So they had joined in the last 30 days. Mm-hmm. But over half were, um, were had been on the list for longer than a year. Mm-hmm. So they just needed to see the message multiple times. And if you look at the tags in Active Campaign, you'll see like, oh, this person registered for the July webinar, the September wet, the December webinar, and then they joined. Wow. Oh, so you're you're real analytical. 
I mean, so I learned when I worked at Udemy. So yeah, working at Udemy, I was on the marketing team. You worked at Udemy? Yes, in 2012. Listen, I'm an OG. Oh, we about to go back in the story. I'm an OG. I was there from 2012 to 2015. So before this whole industry, when it was at the very beginning. Mm -hmm. Okay, take me back. Take me back. (laughs) How old were you when you were working at Udemy? Um, in my mid twenties. In twenty twelve. Uh huh. Oh, you doing the math? Is that you? Like carry to one, uh, <laughs> multiply mm-mm, times three. I guess you have you. Just, you look so young. Mm, thank but you. But you had. I guess you have been in the game for a minute. So twenty twelve, you worked at Udemy. Mm-hmm. What were you doing before that? Before that, I was. Um, I had a. What was I doing before? Oh, duh. I had a startup. Mm-hmm. Um, I had launched my first online course. Mm-hmm. It was called Press Play. And then before that, I had a failed startup. So I launched a startup in 20, uh, 2010, um, co-founded it with two other women. We raised venture capital. We raised like almost 100K, which was nothing today mm-hmm. in today's world. Mm-hmm. Back then it was a lot. Um, yeah. And then we went on tour. We did meetups for entrepreneurs, what? for people building their personal brands online. We had speakers come. We did a 13-city U.S. tour. We raised like 10K in sponsorship dollars. Um, we slept on couches because that wasn't enough to cover our travel. <laughs> and yeah, we did that 13-city tour. And then after the tour, we got accepted into an accelerator program um, and got more funding. And that's when the pressure was on to build a product. And so we started building what was the equivalent of just a blog. And we recruited over 60 content contributors. And they were all like first-time entrepreneurs or budding entrepreneurs. And they sent in content. And that was our first play um, at how we could, you know, build a business. But after, you know, about a year or whatever, two years or so, um, we didn't have any more money. We didn't have any customers and we didn't have no more hope. So that's when I moved (laughs) back in with my mom. Um, And that's when I learned about online courses and launched my first course. So you were like doing digital marketing in 2010. Yo, I... Before that. Okay, that ain't even beginning my digital marketing. I was, I came out the womb doing digital marketing. <laughs> no, I was just blessed to end up at Berkeley in Silicon Valley. So it's like I was, I was in college and my junior year, I took a web design class. And Tim Westrogen, the founder of Pandora, was a guest speaker. And it was when, you know, he had just raised money and he told us about how he got 50 no's and the 51st no was the yes, or the 51st response was the yes for his money. Like we got, right? So I just happened to be in the right place at, you know, innovation when this stuff was just starting. And I got exposed to web design and like being a startup founder. Like my, my dream in college was to found a startup build it and sell it for $2 million. Like, that's what my goal was. I was like, y'all, we're about to be rich for like generations. We're going to sell it for $2 million. But that was my dream in college. Mm. Yeah. What were you, were you in college? Because I'm trying to put together like what... The timeline. Came out. Yeah. yeah. Uh, I was in college from t- 2003 to 2008. I did the five-year plan. Gotcha. I actually graduated high school 2002. Oh. Actually. So yeah, we were around the same. Yeah. So this was when Facebook really started getting going yes. and, and it was just for college. Yes. I think it might expand it after you by the time you were there, but it was just, it was just yeah, college. Yeah, I remember for that. It was. And were, were you interested in that? Were you like, oh, it was Facebook? Were you on Facebook? Not really. 
It's so important that black voices are represented in black media for so many different reasons. And the next generation of black uh, voices and influencers from black voices can be found on NPR's new collection, Black Stories, Black Truths. Black Stories, Black Truths is a celebration of blackness from NPR. Each of NPR's black voices are as distinct, varied, and nuanced as the black experience itself. In the Black Stories, Black Truths collections, you'll hear stories of joy, resilience, empowerment, and creating world-shifting things out of struggle. And every episode is a living account about what it means to be black today, told from a unique black perspective. From Bobby Smyrta to The Wire, Michelle Obama to Reparations, there's no limit to the range of black stories, black truths. I listen and I'm enjoying these conversations that are for us, by us. Black representation, again, it hasn't always been uh, shared from our perspective. And black perspectives haven't been censored in the telling of America's story. Now they are the story. In NPR's Black Stories, Black Truths, you'll find a collection of some of NPR's best podcast episodes celebrating the black experience. Here are a feed of episodes from across NPR's podcasts that center black voices. It's NPR. Noir. Turn on NPR today and hear a range of voices as very nuanced and black as the country we reflect. Stories should never be about us without us. Listen to the Black Stories, Black Truths on NPR, wherever you get podcasts. Because yeah. to me, back then it was more of a social tool. Yeah. And I wasn't very social as we've gone over. I don't really yeah. be outside. So I wasn't into it as a tech product. Mm -hmm. It didn't appeal to me in that way. Gotcha. So what was your first interaction with social media at all? Mm, it was so... I know, so I had an internship that was an SEO internship. So not quite social media, an but SEO an aspect. Internship. Yeah, that was my first internship this stuff when is I was in college. Sense now. Why you, <laughs> yo, because I couldn't do it. I couldn't just sit there and just be on the computer. Like, I got to go on live. I got to go on tour. I got to be outside. I wish I'm I could like, be hey, more like bit. you. No, you don't. Because <laughs> you, you can't stop ever. But that's why I'm there. I, I'm, I just never seen somebody build such... A, a powerful brand on social media and sell so many courses without much interaction from the person. Mm. And that's what I've always been fascinated about. For you. Mm. But you took an SEO class, so you're starting to understand this thing, how it works. How to drive traffic, exactly. Yep. What'd you learn? What, what's one of the things you that you learned working there that's, that still sticks with you today? Oh, I mean... So it's interesting. The one biggest thing I learned is also probably the one biggest rule I broke that made me successful. Mm. So the one biggest rule was definitely optimizing for keywords, um, thinking very specifically about your audience and what they're typing in, as opposed to you saying, oh, these are my like fancy words to describe my business. So that was the one takeaway. Um, and then how I broke that rule is that when I launched my course, I really focused on my story. I focused on what I talk about is your culture ad. Like, I'm not here to fit in. I'm here to add value. I'm a culture ad. I have a cultural advantage. So what are those things that make me different from anyone else? Mm. Because it is supply and demand. So it's like, if there's only one of something, the demand, if there's only one in the supply, the demand is going to be real high because you can only come to me to get the, these set of experiences. Like, I am the authority of all these things that no one else 
else is. And just like everyone is the authority of their own story. So you don't even need to have all the accolades, but like, oh, I, I have to go to you to get like your story. So I would say that's the one rule that I broke that made me successful was using my uniqueness as opposed to playing to what is everyone searching for. Mm. That's like, okay, that's the first level. But in order to stand out from everyone else and to have that exponential growth that I had and be that first mover, it's to create your own lane by tapping into like, what is my specific story and how that translates like tangibly could be everything from my webinar title you know, how in the early days I did really well on Instagram. That was my first kind of claim to fame. So grew my following to 20,000 followers in a year. Which and then huge. 20,000 yeah. used to be impossible. Yo, know, getting over a thousand used to be, oh my gosh. Yes, yes, that's true. Man. And then I started making 25K per month from Instagram organically. So I wasn't running ads regularly. So what then year? this was 2017. Yes, 2017. Right. Mm-hmm. So I, um, so then what that looks like, right, is now taking my experience and turning that into a webinar title. So instead of like how to launch your course, I said how I make $25,000 per month from my Instagram, from my online course, mm. like without doing it for the gram 24 seven. Cause even back then, that's what my claim, like, I was like, I'm not doing the most for this platform and I'm still making this how I'll tell you on the webinar. So, yeah, so I would say leaning into the uniqueness was kind of like the breaking the rule that made it successful. Are you on YouTube heavy? No. No? The only videos I have on YouTube are videos we run as ads. Mm. You're the ad queen. But I'm going to ask you, just from your, your perspective, so I went to this class, not a class, it was a conference on like growing with video. And... I realized that uh, my thumbnails are too small oh. and I mean, I need to make a bunch of tweaks. Okay. But it, that's kind of me playing into the algorithm or the SEO on YouTube. Do yes. you not advise that? Oh yeah. So I do believe in best practices and I believe in our instincts. So if you have a marketer's... Dang, that just sat, that just sat in my spirit. Mm. You said best practices and instincts. Yes. Dang. That's good. And sometimes you have an instinct about something that isn't necessarily the best practice, but you just feel something. And I guess at that point determines kind of like how successful you'll be, especially if you've done enough research... Okay, so, so just just talk to me about what I'm trying to talk to you about right yeah, now. Yeah, yeah. Oh. Because <laughs> it, it's, it's mad stuff going on through my head, and I'm trying to figure oh, it out, oh. and I'm actually looking for coaching right now. Oh. <laughs> I love it. All right, so I'm supposed to ask you a clarifying question and all that, mm. right? Um, so, yeah, so I mean, in that case with the thumbnails, what I would say is, first of all, what are the results you're getting? Because it's one thing for someone to tell you, here's the best practice, your thumbnails are too small. However, if you as David Shands are killing it and you're getting the click-throughs that where the data says, we we love your thumbnails, like this is working, then your thumbnails ain't too small. It wasn't. Okay. I just learned the okay. click-through rate thing. Oh, I thought we just came okay. up with a cool title. And I, my guy, he made the thumbnails like, ooh, that's hard. Let's do it. And I put it on there. And you're then, like, ooh. 
Where everybody at? Where the clicks at? Yeah, 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 yeah. So that's a good. So then you ask yourself about the litmus test. So everything has a litmus test. How do we know if this is working or not working? And you want to look at the piece of data closest to what the asset is. In this case, the asset is the thumbnail. Mm-hmm. What's the piece of data closest to it? The click-through rate. The click-through mm-hmm. rate is what like people see the thumbnail. Are they clicking it? So that is our litmus test. Is this working or not? Got it. So when you look at the CTR, if you're like, oh yeah, this ain't given, mm-hmm. then most likely maybe the thumbnail is too small. Gotcha. Gotcha. Mm-hmm. Okay. Okay. So uh, yes, you broke that rule working but, uh, SEO, but you start to understand search engine optimis- optimization there. Yes. Yes, absolutely. And how did you take that into Instagram? Because it's not the same. It's not. So what I'll say is I didn't necessarily take it into Instagram. It did help me with Instagram ads a little bit, but to be honest, it just gave me a healthy foundation and understanding Mm -hmm. of the, you know, the architecture that is the internet. Like where are the channels where we can get traffic and how does the algorithm decide what to rank higher than the other thing. Mm-hmm. So it gave me at least a foundational understanding. And you know, once you get the foundational understanding, that's a great place to be to make up your own rules or, you know, imagine things. So what I would say is the the next step from there, it gave me the foundation to then, when I worked at Udemy, I knew about SEO. I knew about that channel of organic marketing. And so then while I was at Udemy, I worked for, my boss was brilliant. He's amazing. And I got to learn from him. And that's where I learned uh, about data analytics. Um, I, I couldn't learn SQL for the life of me though. Have you tried to learn SQL? SQL? I know. It's, yeah. Have I, I, would, tried to I, try, I don't even I know, know what SQL like, is. Like, what are okay. you talking about? It's, yeah, that, that's where my line was like, I could do a pivot table, but SQL. Um, but yeah, so that's where I learned to like track the data because I was responsible for coaching. I essentially did what I do now. Like mm. I would coach individuals who were launching their courses and I would help them determine uh, how should you brand it? How are you going to grow your audience? um, What should you title your course? What should you price it at? And how do you get a 10K launch? Even if you don't have an audience. So because I had like the foundational knowledge, I could help advise them on these are keywords you should include Mm -hmm. in your course title so you can rank on Udemy's platform, right? Because Udemy is like an Amazon. It's a big old search engine for online courses. So I could use that SEO knowledge to advise them Use these keywords because you'll rank higher and though add your specific twist. What is your culture ad? What are those few things that one, you know, result that you're going to add to make yourself stand out? Mm. So I was able to better advise them uh, when I was there because of that. All right. So when you got, so Udemy, for those that don't know, it's a course platform where course creators upload their courses and you, you can buy them. It's in a, it's a marketplace. Exactly. So not like a job where you put your course on there and you sell it to other people. But if you're looking for anything... It's like an Amazon for online courses. It's almost like the thrift store, though, a little bit. Oh, absolutely. It's a discount. Uh, it's yeah, a dollar store. Yeah, it was, of course, like $10 on that <laughs> Yes. Job. I was like, dang. Yes. I bought it. But <laughs> I bought that joint. Yeah, it is. It's, it's a marketplace. Is that so. their mission? Yeah. I mean, it didn't start out that way. Um, but over time we saw that people responded to the $10 deals really well. Like Mm. at first we started running them seasonally, like in the holidays and then the customers responded really well. And I think that's where the understanding came in Mm. that the people on Udemy or like any marketplace, these are avid learners and they don't necessarily want to master 
fully master one thing. They want to learn about a bunch of things. So that's why the $10 price point really spoke to them. Mm. And that made like my course, Course from Scratch, and like what I teach, a differentiator. Because I'm like, nah, nah, nah. Course from Scratch is for you if you want to master this Mm. and you want to get results. So you want implementation help. You want to launch your course make 10,000. You want to create a framework that you could turn into a book proposal, get a six-figure book deal from it. You could get a five-figure speaking engagement from the same framework. You could get a corporate consulting gig for five figures for the same framework. Like, you know, showing you how to actually master creating your own framework from your story and then marketing skills to launch it and make 10K and then scale it up to a million if you want. Gotcha. So, um, with, when you started selling the, what was your first course that you had it made money off of. What was that? It was called Press Play. Press Play. And it helped people. It was based on my experience um, organizing that national tour and raising the brand sponsorships. That's what I did when I co-founded the startup. Oh, okay. Yeah, so, so it went way this- back to 2010. I launched my first course in 20, uh, 2012. Gotcha. Hold on. Joe, can you get this call real quick? Um, hold on, here you go. Ah. So your experience with your your failed startup gave, but you had enough wins in there where you can create a course on what I do know works. Yes. And you started selling that. How was that launch? Oh my gosh, I did all the things. I um did webinars or my version of a webinar, which is not what it is today. It was it was pretty bootleg, but I did my version of a webinar. I did my version of affiliates. Mm-hmm. So I would bring on like guest speakers. Mm-hmm. Um, so I did a, a series of like three or four of them. And I brought on guest speakers who had either like a name or an audience. Um, and I would bring them on. I built my email list and then I did some like YouTube shows. So I had a show called Big Fish, Big Tip. And I didn't understand that was an innuendo, but I had another show. That's a what? Big Fish, Big Tip. What is that? Like big tip. What do you mean? What is it? I'm no, sorry. What? Are we okay? First, explain. <laughs> <laughs> okay. All right. All right. I'm sorry. I'm slow. Because I because I I didn't know what innuendo meant first. Oh, sorry. Yeah. Like is it's it? a, a sexual reference, and oh, I didn't. It? No, but I didn't mean it to be. I didn't know. Clickbait. Eh? I was young and naive, <laughs> y'all. I didn't. I didn't know what a tip was. Um, but yeah, it was supposed to be an actual marketing tip. Like, mm. um, yeah. So I did a series of <laughs> of like TV shows. So this is when I was broke, living with my mom, mm. and my sister Giselle would use my mom's flip cam. You remember flip cams? Yeah. She would use a flip cam. And she would record me in the backyard because my mom had like a park in her backyard. So we'd go in the park and I would be like recording. We'd go down to the beach. It'd be all windy and my, my wow. hair would be blown. It would all <laughs> and I'd be like, welcome to Big Fish, Big Tip. So I did all the things mm. in short. Like I did all the tactics that you were supposed to do. Um, and then I got one sale for $1,000. And it wasn't even through all those tactics. It was through an online course that I had joined and I posted in the in the community group. Mm-hmm. And I was like, hey, here's one of my episodes that I just did. I would love your feedback. And a girl saw my video and she DM'd me or private messaged me on Facebook and was like, you know, can you help me actually? And we got on the phone and I sold her over the phone. Wow. So that was the sale. So none of the stuff that you prepared for worked. No. One piece of content led to a phone call. Done. $1,000. Incredible. Okay. Were you discouraged? Absolutely. 
I was definitely discouraged. <laughs> it had been months of staying up until 3 a.m., watching community, not showering, uh, eating the Trader Joe's frozen food, mm. like all of that. And I was like, all this for one sale for $1,000? So that's when I joined Udemy. Mm. So that's when I said, I need mentorship. I need to work somewhere where they have the blueprint. Yeah, I need a job. Yes, <laughs> exactly. But you but you specifically knew you wanted to do this. So, so did you apply to Udemy? I did. Mm. I cold emailed the head of BD. Um, I also messaged the head of marketing on, on Facebook. I found them in a Facebook group. Um, yeah. And I sent a very like custom email to them, essentially wow. creating a role for myself saying, these are the things I've done. This is where I think you guys need help. This is how I can help you guys. What do you think about a chat? When year did they start? Oh gosh, that's a good question. I don't Long rem- before you started? No, I was employee 27. All right, let's do some quick math. The less your business spends on operations, on multiple systems, on delivering your product or service, the more margin you have and the more money you can keep. But with higher expenses on materials, employees, distribution, and borrowing, everything costs more. So to reduce costs and headache, smart businesses are graduating to NetSuite by Oracle. NetSuite is the number one cloud financial system, bringing accounting, financial management, inventory, HR into one platform and one source of truth. With NetSuite, you reduce IT costs because NetSuite lives in the cloud with no hardware required, access from anywhere. You cut the cost of maintaining multiple systems because you've got one unified business management suite. It just makes sense. You improve efficiency by bringing all your major business processes into one platform, slashing manual tasks and errors. Over 37,000 companies have already made the move. So do the math. See how you'll profit from NetSuite? I know you see it. Listen to me. If you have everything scattered in business, you cannot grow. And everything is more expensive when you have more and more processes layered on top of each other, more and more softwares. You got to get out of that. And it, it will improve efficiency and cut costs. By popular demand, NetSuite has extended its one-of-a-kind flexible financing program for a few more weeks. Head to NetSuite.com slash social proof. That's NetSuite.com slash social proof. NetSuite.com slash social proof. Really? I was early. They had just closed, I think, their Series A. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I was like number 27, very wow. early. And they just went public like a few months ago. Unbelievable. Mm-hmm. Unbelievable. I bet some of those people see you and they're like super proud of you. Like, wow. Yeah, 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 yeah. They're awesome. Goodness. All right, so how long were you working there? For almost three years. And that helps you understand courses. Yes. And I got to create my second course while I was there. And what was that second course? It was how to market your Udemy course. So it was just based on what I was teaching. Specifically Udemy, though. Yes. Okay. Mm -hmm. So I created it for the company internally to help our all of our instructors better market and sell their courses. Got it. That's hard. Yo, this people don't realize. Like, like the journey. Everything that you're saying adds up to. It's starting to really make sense because Mm. you understand the the psychology behind someone buying a course. Period. Because you've been in the space. Yes. And why did you? quit? Yeah. So I actually got recruited by another startup that's in the hair and beauty space. Um, and they were a double-sided marketplace similar to Udemy. Um, they needed a head of marketing. It was like dream role, black founded, like it was super dope. Um, yeah. So I was poached essentially. Oh, wow. um, so I went to work there. Yeah. For how long? 
for only seven months. And then they laid off like a third of the company. Oh, wow. Seven months Including in. Including Danielle Leslie. Including Danielle Leslie. Goodness so I was crazy. like, oh, I guess I wasn't doing the full job if I was a part of the. Okay, got it. But yes. Yeah. But while I was there, I got to create another course for our hairstylists. Um, so I got to like interview a ton of them, figure out best practices and create a course that helped them market themselves. And it was, they were selling hair. So they were creating mm. their own hair stores. So I showed them how to build their brands on Instagram and sell hair. Did Udemy give you like a cut of the sales for the course you created? Absolutely not. No, they didn't. Yeah. Because I was, you know, an internal employee. Yeah. Um, yeah. And I mean, you know, everything I learned was because I was an employee. So gotcha. it makes sense why I wouldn't. So seven months later, you leave. Then what happens? Then I am laid off with no job. And it is a week before Thanksgiving. And I'm like, what the heck am I going to do? Am I going to have to move back in with my mom, start all over again? Um, and I went to Friendsgiving. A friend had a, f- a bunch of us over and I told him, but I was so embarrassed. I was like, I just got laid off. And he's like, great, you can work for me. And I was like, you're kidding, right? He's like, no. I, and he had just sold his startup. And he's like, I need someone to be what? over my small marketing or small business marketing arm. I want to bring you in. So yeah. And so I would go into the Berkeley WeWork and I'll be working. So I had a full-time contract like that weekend. Mm-hmm. And then I just kept reaching out to friends. So I reached out to another friend um, and she was working on, it was uh, um, Zim at Travel Noir. Mm-hmm. She was working on an online course, but not until like a year later. Oh, She's wow. like, maybe can we bump it up so we can hire you now? And I was like, sure. And then my best friend hired me to help her do some copywriting, like write her ebook. And then she referred me to another coach to help her with her course. So yeah, within that first month of being laid off, I made over $10,000. Oh, wow. And it was because people saw me as an expert because I had those courses already. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So what was the first course that you dropped? Well, the second course now, I'd imagine, that you dropped that you, it's just you. Course from scratch. Course from scratch. Mm -hmm. That's the one you sell today. Yeah. So it was press play wow. in 2012. And then it was the internal Udemy course, the internal course at the other beauty startup, and then course from scratch. What year is this? Uh, 2016. 2016. Mm-hmm. So what is that? What was that about? What was that course about? Course from scratch? Yeah. What is it? Yeah. So it helps people create and launch their online course. Mm-hmm. So more specifically, it helps you uncover your story and turn that into a teachable framework. And then helping you find who can benefit most from what you know, and then helping you find your first five to 10 customers. Um, and we help you launch your, what we call your MVC, your minimum viable course. Mm-hmm. So it's a live version of your course. So you're not locking yourself in the cave, trying to like record the videos and upload it and edit and all the, right. nope, teach it live, get your first butts in seats, and then go from there. When you say teach it live, meaning we'll put together a, I don't know, a workshop or something like that. Teach it live, record it, then sell the live. Really? Yeah, that's one pathway people take. So you would teach it over a four to six week period though. Um, So you would take your, so let's say um, one of our students, Alicia Price, she started out with a, her story, which Mm -hmm. was she grew up in a single parent household. So single mom. Um, And then when she grew up, 
she ended up becoming a single mom and she successfully co-parented her son. And so she's like, yo, like, I'm really good at this co-parenting thing. Mm. Um, And in her professional job, she did mediation. So Mm. she's like, I'm really good at this. And so she knew other moms were struggling with this. And so she created her course on co-parenting. So she turned her story into this framework, um, made like 13K from her first launch, um, but taught it live. So it was a... Hold on, hold on. So there's a course, I'm Ramsey. So she taught a course on co-parenting. Yes. You would teach a course on anything. It made $13,000. Yes. And that was just the first time that she launched it. What'd you tell her? How how did you do that? Like, (laughs) nah, like where do you find the co-parents? Like, and then you got to find the people who want to admit that they're having a problem co-parenting. Like. Yes. And, and, and And? if you're going to put together like this workshop, for six weeks, where you find the people to come for six weeks? Yeah. So for her, she found them in a couple places. One is um, organizations. So mm. she actually, part of that 13K, 7K came from a nonprofit organization that worked with single moms. So oh. she plugged in there. So she went on LinkedIn. She went, um, looked around and found these nonprofit organizations. And one in particular hired her to work with their single moms. Because wow. they had the funding for it. And then the others, the other places are like Facebook groups. There are so many Facebook groups for all these different communities, including single moms, co-parenting, parenting tip groups. So people are raising their hand like, I need help. I want parenting tips. Um, so, yeah, those are the places she found them. And this is stuff you teach people, like how to get yeah, creative. Absolutely. Yeah, because you don't need you don't need a large file. You ain't even say nothing about posting on the gram. Exactly. <laughs> you you don't, about going live on the gram. Po- yeah. No. Yeah. Unbelievable. Mm-hmm. Okay, so you may you do your first launch. You make mm-hmm. you make ten thousand. Oh, oh, my launch. Yeah. Oh, twenty k. Twenty k. First mm-hmm. launch. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And is this when you developed the model of the uh, the weekly webinar? No. So this was before that. Mm. So um, at this point, I it was interesting for my first launch. It came from a friend of mine who had me MC her women's conference. Mm. So the MC, I think it dropped out. And she's like, yo, Danielle, this conference is in New York this Saturday. And at the time, I was actually broke, mm. living in Oakland. Um, and I was barely had enough money to go to this conference. And she's like, I'll pay you $400 to MC it. And I was like, okay, I'll do it. <laughs> and it was like that weekend. So I like scurried like notes together and stuff. Um, and I hosted it. Mm-hmm. While I was hosting it, I couldn't help but like drop some, you know, this what I know, but mm-hmm. but whatever, um, all around like courses and monetizing your personal brand. And so at the end of the conference, um, I didn't have a speaking spot. So she said, yo, they're emailing in and they're saying like you were their favorite part, but they can they learn more? Do you have a class? And I was like, she's like, can you do a webinar? And I was like, "Okay." And she was smart. She's like, I'll tell you what you do a webinar, whatever you make, we're going to get a cut. Mm -hmm. And I was like, all right, bet. So I did a webinar. We had 200 women on and that was my first time doing that webinar. It was not pretty, but I did it. And that converted um, and I made thirteen thousand dollars from that group. Um, and then from there, that's when I started running ads. So that's when I spent like a couple thousand, how much did I spend? I think like, oh, $1,400 on ads. And then I made the rest of the money from that. Did you teach yourself ads? Did you take a course? Did you go to Udemy? Combination. So I first hired someone to set it up for me Mm -hmm. because I knew I would get lost in the setup. So I was like, if you could just set it up for me, 
I can take it from there because I'm a marketer. I can figure it out. So I had someone set it up and I had her um, run the first set. Then after that, it took over. And so I was running my ads for, I guess, like about a year, um, but all the way up to like 30,000 a month. I was running my own ads. Spending 30,000 a month. Yes. And making six figures. Goodness gracious. Mm -hmm. You're going from, all right, yo. So you're going from being broke, taking this $400 gig, and then you get a taste of this webinar. You make thirteen thousand. Yes. And then you're you, you start running ads to a webinar using that same model. Yes. And at the end, you sell your course mm-hmm. on how to create and launch. Create and launch a course. course. How many times have you had to update that course? Uh, I think it's been three times. Yeah, and mm. getting ready to update it again. Really? Mm-hmm. And, I, and I'd imagine some of the foundational principles are the same. Oh, it's mostly the same. What's I'm changed? updating it because of, uh, I call it product shame. Like, for whatever reason, <laughs> you know how, like, you, you recorded the content and it's really good content, yeah. but you just happen to use, like, a bootleg, like, PowerPoint yeah. template or whatever because you weren't hiring a designer right. yet. But the content <laughs> is still relevant and amazing. So it's more that. It's more mm-hmm. like, okay, you've made this much in courses. People mm-hmm. expect to see, like, over the top, or maybe not. This is me, again, with the high standards. Um, but yeah, no, all of it, I would say all of it is evergreen. One big change we're making is we're adding in more organic marketing. So the um, the reels, like all the things that are working now that I'm not necessarily doing, but we have an amazing community, like members of our CFS brand group, like our more advanced students, yeah. they're killing it. They're making the six figures, the seven figures with the reels and stuff. So having them uh, be a part of the course is going to be a huge wow. addition. So is the webinar model still as strong as it was? Yes. And yeah, I'll just say yes. So it still converts. We just did um, we just did a launch and the webinar is converting just as well or even better than like previous launches. So the webinar itself really? still works. Absolutely. That model works. Yes. The question is, though, how do you get the leads to the webinar? And that's where you're seeing the changes in the market. Right. Because you can't just say, I'm doing a webinar because to to webinar goers, they're like, oh, it's another webinar. So what what is the pivot in the conversation that you're using to get people to this webinar? Yeah. So it's interesting because like there's what I do because, but I've been in the game for like six years. Um, And then there's what I would recommend for someone else to do who maybe is just starting. So for me, as like an established brand, people, you know, when you have brand equity, it's like they know, okay, Danielle, online courses, she's made the millies, like she got it, cool. So when I do a webinar, they already know what they're going to get. They know what to come for me for. What I would, and and I'm marketing it to an existing audience. Mm -hmm. So they've either already been on the webinar or they're they're just like, um, we, we're adding new content. So we're talking about your offer ladder now. Mm-hmm. So how not only do you have an entry level course, but how do you then build the next courses that come after? So we have new content that we're teaching. But I would say if I was just starting, I'll be, so I would do two things. Number one, I would still do a webinar mm-hmm. and I would still keep in mind the keywords and also my unique story. Right. I think that the people who are really leaning into their culture ad, what makes them unique, like putting their personality on it, like putting their story and this random thing and that, like do that, do it your own way. Don't make your page look like everybody else's, like do your fun photos, do your little selfie video on the landing page, um, have the little pop-up, have the proof come up, like, like Mm. all those things, like make it yours. It will still work. Like you will still get that high opt-in rate. 
Um, yeah. How did, like you've been again in the game for a minute? How has the course culture changed? Because now mm. everybody has a course. Mm-hmm. Some good, some bad. There's no way to like really vet it nowadays unless you just trust the person. Mm-hmm. You've made millions from courses, mm-hmm. but how has it changed so far? Or nowadays? Absolutely. So a couple changes we're seeing. One, it's a more mature market. So in terms of just price point and what people are open to paying, it's going up. So it's going in, up? Yeah. Why would people be more willing to pay more? now than back then because they're so back then online education wasn't as trusted there there weren't things like a master class or a udemy that were everywhere that said it is okay to learn from somebody online mm-hmm. so you just had a few players and like two thousand dollars was like a lot of money when i bought my first course yeah. in 2012 now it's a more mature market so you have more mass adoption where 2000 is nothing because just because from the mere fact that you're seeing more at 2K, 3K, 5K, 10K, masterminds are like everybody's favorite word, like retreats. You're, it's just the mere fact that you're seeing all these things. Gotcha. So it's not, it's not like I would imagine, okay, I'm saying I have a course in my head. I think somebody's saying... Oh, another course. I already had a course. But that's not the case. You're like, oh, well, is this course the one I'm looking for? Yes. It's almost like this has become the way to level up. Like, where else are you going to go to get the skills? You're not going to get them in college. Mm-hmm. You're not going to get them on your job. Certain skills, but probably not yeah. the ones you want. So you have that. And then you have the macro trend of people moving from wanting to work from home or work from anywhere. What's up, podcaster or soon-to-be podcaster? Get ready to level up your podcast game because the number one podcast education summit of the year is back, and it's bigger and better than ever. I'm talking about the second annual podcast summit happening on July 4th and 5th in the content creation capital of the world. You already know, ATL, baby. Atlanta, Georgia, going down July 4th and 5th, two full days. Imagine this. Imagine you getting all the game you need to take your voice, your brand, your your business to the next level. Imagine getting all the insider tips. Imagine getting all the know-how that you've been craving for the last two, three, four years where you're talking about you're going to start a podcast, but you haven't yet because you don't have the tools, you don't have the tips, you don't have the tricks. I don't care if you're just starting or you're a seasoned pro. This summit has something for everyone. Picture you mastering the basics of setting up your podcast or unlocking the secrets to grow your brand on social media. We're not just talking about podcasting here. I'm talking about you want to build a long form catalog, whether it's skits, movies. We got people talking about script writing. This is an incredible experience. Imagine, imagine discovering the art of securing these lucrative sponsorship deals. And that's not all. Learn the ropes of creating a pitch deck that has sponsors knocking down your door. But wait, 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 wait. There's more. This isn't just a summit. This is an experience. I'm telling you. Rub shoulders with industry leaders. And you got to network with the other people that are doing what you're doing. All the guests that have ever been on Social Proof Podcast, I'm giving them a free ticket. And in exchange, they promise me that they're going to sit down and do short interviews with you. We got podcast booths for our VIP members where you can sit down, pull somebody to a side, and you're going to create content in real time. I know what you're thinking. 
How do I get a part of this podcasting paradise? Well, it's simple. All you have to do is head over to podcastsummit.com, grab your tickets now, but hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, because I have something really, really special for you. I got a little treat for my early birds, people who take action. The next 20 listeners and only 20 listeners who get your tickets right now, okay? I'm not only going to give you 20% off of whatever ticket level you get, you get 20% off, but if you use the promo code BIGDEAL, It'll take 20% off immediately, but I'm also going to allow the first 20 people to listen to this right now to be able to bring a friend, bring a teammate, bring a partner for absolutely free. You get general admission, they get general admission. You get VIP, they get VIP. Whatever ticket level you purchase, you get to bring a friend, partner, colleague, boo thing for absolutely free. Nothing extra required. My team's going to reach out to you, get your partner's name, or if you don't have the person you... No, right now, yet you got time, no pressure, you get us back. But use that code big deal that triggers to let us know you get to bring someone for free. So don't wait. So secure your spot at the number one podcast education summit in the country. Join us July 4th and 5th in Atlanta. Let's turn your podcast dreams into a reality, y'all. Head over to podcastsummit.com. Use promo code big deal at checkout and get your tickets now don't miss out on the opportunity to take your podcast to new heights take your brand to new heights take your business to new heights with this unprecedented offer okay i'll see you at the summit and don't forget to use promo code big deal so you have social media like accounts like travel noir that popularized working from anywhere being in these foreign locations looking sexy on a laptop So you have that trend where people are like, well, how do I do that? Mm -hmm. And the place to learn it is from the people doing it. And those people are the ones with courses or masterminds or retreats or programs. So there's also that trend. So you like lifestyle marketing? You into that? I love it. I wish I did more of it. It's great. I love it. Why? Wait, wait, wait. How do you define lifestyle marketing? We might have different definitions. Lifestyle marketing, you stand in front of a Lamborghini. Oh, that. (laughs) It's not yours, but you know what I mean? Not that, but you're, okay. So that's one aspect of lifestyle marketing, right? That's where it started. Mm-hmm. Right. That's like the Ty Lopez Lambo on YouTube right. in the like. Right. Yeah. But there's so many aspects of lifestyle marketing. So I could argue that lifestyle marketing for me looks like like me, like dressing, like wearing whatever the heck I want, being fully expressed, me showing my beautiful home, how I can see the trees. You don't even need to know how much it costs or where exactly it is. But you see, I wake up and I'm at peace. Me showing my like morning routine, maybe doing some yoga, some meditation. Mm, Like that's lifestyle marketing. Like it's just a question of what is your, the lifestyle you're promoting. Gotcha. Cause not everybody wants to Lambo. Some people just want that peace. That we're seeing more of that. Or maybe it depends on what energy you're in and maybe your gender or, or whatever. Yeah. But but yes, I would say my audience, they want they want the financial mobility, but they want the independence. They want the freedom and they want the peace. Gotcha. What is your take on high ticket versus low ticket coaching? Yeah. Well, what do you mean? What's my take? What, what's your take? Like, I need like you, a specific. What do you think works best? High ticket, low ticket? So it depends on what your goals are. Um, I am a high ticket girl. Mm -hmm. So I think like the most I've spent on a program, I remember in one day I invested in two masterminds. One was 6K, 6,500 a month. So it was like 65 grand. And then the other one- It worked? 
was they're not doing it anymore. Oh, uh, it did. It did. I can explain like what I learned from it. Mm. Um, so that one was 65 grand and the other one was 30 grand. So I essentially spent almost 100K in one day on two different masterminds. So I'm a high ticket girl all the way. Mm. That is because of my philosophy that I like to collapse time. So I like to do what takes most people 10 years in like three months. I'm like, where the blueprint at for that? So even when I started doing my weekly webinar, I invested in uh, coaches and it was like a 10K program. Um, and it was because they had made a milli in six months from a brand new business. Mm. So I was like, well, if there's somebody I can learn from, it's going to be them. And they did it through webinars. So I paid them 10K. I got weekly coaching from them. My brain doesn't know the difference of who these guys are and who I am. They're like, well, if my brain is like, they did it. So obviously you can do it too. They're mm. like your best friend now. So then guess what? The next year is when I made a million six months. And it was because from just making that 10K investment. That? So that was the 2018. You made a million dollars in six months in 2018? Mm-hmm. I didn't do nothing close to that in 2018. Yeah. You- <laughs> I didn't do nothing close to that. And, and it don't really cost you nothing to make it because it's a digital product. Yeah. So you ain't got an overhead. Mm-hmm. I mean, back then, when I hit a million, it was me and... Actually, and me. I didn't even have my VA at that time. So it was me and me. I was I was running my ads. I was doing my webinar and I was doing my customer support tickets. And I was working maybe like six, six to 10 hours a week because everything was just, you know, same web. Like it's the same stuff. You've been a millionaire for a long time. Can I ask you a, can I ask you a question? You don't even have to answer it if you don't want to. Okay. What, uh, what was your highest grossing year in 12 months, just off of like a course. You don't have to tell me what year it was, but the most you made in one 12 months. Oh, that's going to be different. A year versus 12 months. So I can give you the year. I have a feeling I have a 12 month period that made more than that, but I just don't know what that number is because obviously we usually measure in a year. Mm -hmm. Um, So it was 9.1 million. (laughs) What? <laughs> the noises. I quit. Oh, I work was... for you now. I work for her now. So how you do that? You don't even go nowhere. Yo, you be in your living room. That's the key. Yo, that's where my exponential growth came from. If you think about that multiplier effect, right? When you do something over and over again, the efficiency grows. So you could just pour gas on it and soar. That's all it was. So... In that year, we had a couple things happening. Okay. We had the trend of working uh, from home starting. Yeah. So that's when that became really huge. And that was your lifestyle marketing. I work from home. I, yeah. Because, you know, I don't be doing new live stuff, but yeah. Well, that's always been a part I mean, of my message. Yeah, like I invented WFA work from anywhere. Like I, Like that's always been a part of my message. Oh, my God. So, yeah, I guess at this time is when the world was paying attention more than ever because of what was happening. They're like, I want to work from home. Gotcha. This is the key. Everybody's working. Oh, and you've been putting in all this time. And so now the webinar was dialed in. Yes. I had the team ready. We had the capital to spend on ads. Um, we had the email list was already at like multiple hundreds of thousands, you know. So all we had to do was be like, let's go. Let's add. And I did do a live. I did do. An IG live. I think that was my first one. An IG live. I'll be on that joint three times a week. I think I've done like three total in my life. And one was like, you know, a group. So, yeah. So that was my first IG live out of three. You got to explain this because it seems like, because you'll run ads 
But it seems like you really understand the psychology of human beings and why they buy and how they buy. Because mm. it's not even that you're necessarily pushing or motivating or trying to inspire people to buy from your personal brand. It's yeah. like your systems are just super dialed in. So mm. what am I doing wrong? Just tell me what you're doing right. And I just tell myself what I'm doing wrong. First of all, you're doing incredibly. So let's do that. I do 9.1 million. <laughs> especially not from the crib. You know what I would have to do? Yo, I got to go on tour. I got to like... <laughs> oh my gosh. Where did, was most of it from your... Well, you only have three programs, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's crazy, dude. And it you was, don't do no one-on-one And stuff. I didn't, I, re- I had just one course up until $10 million total, right? So, like, I made $10 million from one course, course from scratch. The I one didn't that even, you shot in 2016. Yes. I didn't even introduce a new program, our advanced programs. I finally introduced that after the 10 million mark because people were like, can you teach us how to scale to a milli? Like, can you please teach us? So mm. that's when I introduced that. So yeah, I really, one thing, and I'm a multi-passionate, like leave me to my devices. I will do 20 things by tomorrow. I will have a new business idea. Mm. Da, 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 da. But like, that was one time when I said, I'm going to focus in. But to answer your question about the psychology So I think you have this, like you definitely have this. We're kind (laughs) of, tell me more, tell me more, please. And we were talking about this earlier, like before we got started, just you're so good with people and like cluing into the cues and what might motivate them, what might, what they might be thinking, what they might be desiring. So translate that to an online asset that's going to interact with people. So I know that I've spent a lot of my life um, being introspective Mm -hmm. and reflecting on who am I, what drives me, why does that bother me, what am I truly feeling? So I would say my deep level of self-awareness lends to me being aware of the truly like deep, deep motivators, deep fears, deepest desires of people. And I speak to that and not necessarily literally but through like my frequency, like vibrationally, like they're feeling it. How do you get that? How do you, how do you, how do you do that? Because I don't, maybe I still don't understand how, because I don't even think I've ever seen you do a video ad. Really? It's all like a picture. It's this big smile picture of you. That's <laughs> it's why probably when I came a photo in, I, I took you. in like 2016. <laughs> no. It's the same photo. You know, do you know what I'm talking about? I don't about? know what photo it's you're talking about. It's a big smile. You're just smiling and you're looking like you're having time in your life. I don't know where you're at. That's why when I walked in, you had to smile. He's like, hey, I'm like, oh crap, I know that smile. So, but do you do more video or do you do more pictures? I am the worst. I should be doing some stuff, but my ads team, they've been running the same. They got to work around me because I'm like, I don't want to do it. I don't want to do the videos. I don't want to do the ads. I don't want to take photos. Even my photos, they're probably like outdated from years ago. Um, So that's what I'm saying. How are you, how are you getting people to feel a vibration from a picture and some words? The copy and pictures. Help me. Help me. It it sounds like you may have answered it. See, sorry. Some. Um, so you mentioned when you saw me right here, you're like, yo, that's the same smile and energy that I got from your ad. Mm -hmm. So isn't it interesting how you picked up on my energy just from 
a photo of me because I was genuinely feeling whatever emotion like you were feeling, like whatever energy that was, I am true, like through and through. So you're going to get that energy through just a still photo. Yes. <laughs> I get it. So, so you know, typically we'll do like a photo shoot for our ads. Okay. But That's that, good. But whatever picture, well, not us, because I don't do a lot of ads. I'm doing some, I'm doing a little something. I don't know what we're doing. <laughs> we're not doing 9.1 million, I'll tell you that. But yes, because I, I know that I remember you had to be around some water or something. It had to be in a okay. pool or or on a beach or something. Oh, was I wearing a lime green bikini? Yes. Got it. Was that a a picture you were using for ads or was that just a picture of you having a good time? That was me on vacation. That was in the Bahamas. I was there for seven days. I worked a total of 45 minutes and I made 40K that week. And that was a big deal for me. That was right before I hit the milli mark. That was like the last vacation I went on right before the milli mark when, um, and, and I knew it because I had customer support emails that I was like, I should be answering these, but I'm not going to. Um, <laughs> but but the course still did well. But yeah, that that's what you were seeing in that photo. Wow. Mm-hmm. So you, I think you came up around the time of um, Cece, rest in peace. Did you know her? Yeah. Well, I knew of her. Yeah, I knew who she was. Yeah, she like, was connect- legendary. No, I never connected with her. So you never like learned anything from her? It's just like, it's two, y'all two like are really kind of like the pioneers to yeah, me. Yeah, she was early. You're right. Yeah, she was She was, early. yeah. But she, I associate her with you. Oh, wow. you early too. Yeah. Oh my goodness. Yeah. yeah. Who else was in that era? That who who else were you looking at? Oh, during, for inspiration, I was looking at Sam Ovens. Mm-hmm. Um, I was looking at Scott Olford. I don't know if he's still. Yeah, I don't know if he's in the game anymore. Yeah, it was white men. I need to start looking at white people. Only because there were none of us to look at that I knew of. That's the only reason. I'm so glad the landscape is so different now. Like, there's so many of us now that we can look at. Like, so it wasn't when a lot I of black started. No, when I the first, the biggest I saw the for, for the first time was when I went to Funnel Hacking Live, and that's when Myron Golden spoke on stage, mm. and I was like, "Who is this incredible man?" And then I met him, and 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 everything, and I was like, "Oh my god, he's incredible." But, um, but I didn't see him online. I didn't see his ads. Right. So I, I followed people whose ads I saw because they were, because I wasn't in the Facebook groups or the masterminds or anything. Like I was just like trying to figure it out. Yeah. So I was like, okay, whatever ads I saw. And it was Sam and Scott. Dang. You know, I just, I just went to a, um, a conference with, uh, Sean Cannell, Cannell, you know what I'm talking about? Think Media. No. Sean Ken Canal Connect Cam. I'm gonna know need you to name. yeah, I'm gonna need you to right, figure the name out because But he's dope. He's fire. Really? Like, yeah. Because I, I'm normally that's crazy. It was his conference. I didn't even know who he was. I didn't know most of the people on the stage. Wow. But it wasn't it wasn't put on but I think uh, Anthony O'Neill and Aaron, Elenium Aaron were the only black people that I saw really. But the rest, I didn't know none of them. Right. Mm-hmm. But their information was so valuable and so rich and just giving me a different perspective. I was like, yo, that was what I really figured out. I got to get outside of my backyard. Oh, what do you mean by outside of your backyard? 
out getting so I only typically look at people that look like I'm attracted to people that look like me got it but none of them look like me and it was got literally it. the most valuable conference I've ever been to wow different perspectives interesting and see so yeah when I started there were none of us yeah. I didn't see us so I just went I was like okay let me get these white people I got an uh, idea for you okay so I got okay. a friend uh-huh. and uh <laughs> I got a friend that's like, he shot a movie. It's very popular. Oh, cool. Well, not a movie, a series, okay? <laughs> Why am I getting nervous about what you about? No, no, no. <laughs> you because we have this argument, okay? So <laughs> okay. he's okay. really popular. Okay. Really popular. You said a, that about 10 times. Big, he's really popular. Nah, like subscribers are crazy. Okay. And um, he shot this, like, people are really tuned into his content. And he shot a series, like a 10 episode series. You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, activities, excursions, and more in one place to make your trip truly unforgettable. Viator has over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from. Everything from simple tours to extreme adventures and all the niche, interesting stuff in between. So you can plan something that everyone you're traveling with will enjoy. Real traveler reviews give the inside scoop from people who've already been on the experiences you're considering. So you can plan with confidence. Free cancellation helps you plan for the unexpected. And 24-7 customer support means you can travel worry-free. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. And you're going to sell each episode for a dollar. I want to get your perspective on that. I told him sell it for more. Mm. What kind of series is this? Like, is it like reality TV? No, it's like, it's like sketch. Sketch comedy. comedy. Yeah. I want to get your marketing mind. Is that. he, what is he known for? Is he known for sketch yeah, comedy? Yeah. Oh, got Super it. popular. So super popular comedian, yep. known for sketch comedy, mm-hmm. and he's creating a 10-part series. And he's going to have people pay for it. Yep. And he's going to have people pay for it. Got it. Because in the comedy space, other ways to get paid for your content is like, let's go on the spectrum. So on this end of the spectrum, it's like doing a deal with like a Netflix or whatever, yep. where they pay you tens of millions, blah, blah, yep. blah, to do that. Um, then you have the kind of DIY model where you organize your own tour. You might fund it through the ticket sales, um, maybe a liquor sponsor or something. Cool. And then in this case, he's going direct to consumer. He has a consumer base. He's charging a dollar per episode. And then I'm assuming uh, people are just buying it through his own self, self-hosted self yeah. site. Yeah, his own promotion, yeah. And then does he have I, a, a membership on the back end of it or anything like that? Is, is there anything on the back end that he's selling after that you buy the I dollar? I don't think there's anything on the back end, but you would put something on the back end if it's going to be a dollar. Does he have a desire to teach comedy, sketch comedy? Does he have any products like that? I don't know. Okay. So let's pretend he, let's say he doesn't because that's an obvious route, right? If he wanted to teach it, there's a percentage of people who would want to learn it. Mm -hmm. So he could potentially use that as a low ticket to get them in the door and then sell something high ticket if he had that desire. But let's pretend he doesn't. I'm a fan. I would pay wherever he charged because I'm a a big fan, Mm -hmm. right? I, I just met him through his... It's content. Yeah. So, okay, go ahead. What are you saying? Okay. So you're going to buy it. And I'm just thinking about the experience now. So you're going to buy it and you're just going to like watch it on your own. Mm-hmm. I mean, he could do more than a dollar. 
That's what I was thinking. I mean, yeah. Do you know why he's charging a dollar? It's always good to understand people's why. <laughs> like, is there a why? Uh, I'm like, is there a master plan or is there like a, what's the psychology? Like, is, is he is he here right now? No. Is no. he here right <laughs> now? Right is he wearing a shirt that says yes? No, 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 he's not. No, he's not. Have you seen it before? <laughs> no, yo, but here's, so he loves the craft. Loves the craft mm -hmm. and just like has a, a good fan base and you know put a lot into it. And I mean, the, my perspective was people just don't value a dollar because there's so many. Yo, I don't even think you get a burger anymore for a dollar. It's like a dollar something. Mm -hmm. It's a change for McDonald's, right? Mm -hmm. But it's like it, I would pay five bucks each. Like it's just because I check his page to see if like he has a new sketch up all mm -hmm. the time. Mm -hmm. So I just want to get your so. He can charge whatever he wants and people will buy it. Like, it's essentially, it's like the, it's the Nipsey album. It's like if he wanted to charge $100 per episode and that was the positioning, people would buy it. Talk to me about positioning. If he saw this as this is my, not necessarily Mona Lisa, but perhaps this is my, um... Candy Wiley, you know, intro to the market. Like, this is my premium stuff. This is my masterpiece, right? The first masterpiece I'm releasing. It's just the beginning of my masterpiece, my vision for my masterpieces. And this ain't for everybody. Like, this is for the true ones. This is for people who appreciate comedy, who get it. Um, and it's going to be, you know, $100 per episode, that starts, like, people are going to talk about that, first of all. And then people are going to start asking, wait, why is it $100? Are you going to get haters? Of course. Yep. Of course. Is it going to get to you? If you, if there's a part of you that believes whatever they're saying, then yes. Mm. But if you wholeheartedly are like, bro, this is not for you, if it ain't for you. Like, this is my masterpiece. And I'm going to put it out and I'm going to put a price on it. And maybe, so what I would think about in that case is, and I'm thinking about this because I'm actually working on an NFT collection. And mm. so with that collection, I'm thinking about who do I want my collector to be? And it's more than just the art. So in this case, it's not just the art. So in my case, it's not just the NFT. It's not just the art. It's about who this collector community is that you will now be a part of. They're only going to be 3,000 pieces. So potentially 1,000 collectors because they might get three a piece. A thousand collectors for my first, my Genesis collection. And we're going to do a since 3000 collector uh, session in person. Like you can only come if you're a collector. Mm. So for that collection, that's not going to be $5. You know what I mean? Because of the way you're positioning the product. Because one, one thing to say, okay, y'all, here's the product. This is the price. But if you have a product attached with a story, it becomes whatever value that story resonates with somebody in their heart. Yes. And the other piece here, like with my collection, it is also because it's what's important to me. Mm -hmm. So what's important to me here is community. So I'm putting it there because I value that. Like I want to be, you, you, we talked about how I don't get outside. Mm -hmm. So this is a way to bring outside to me. Yeah. So I'm a marketer. So I put things out to attract people who are vibrating where I am. 
I want to hang out with y'all. So let me put this collection out that's all about embodying our past, present, and future selves now. It's since 3000. And here's the investment to become a collector in our Genesis collection. And we're going to do an in-person session where you get access to all the other folks in the collection. So same here. And guess what? I value this collection because it's going to be by a black woman designer who's amazing. It's going to be an avatar collection. Mm -hmm. It's going to look like us. It's going to be the first in the market to be like that. Like, but guess what? It's more than a story. It's what it means to me. For sure. Like it's how deep it is for me. Like this is truly a masterpiece for the next phase of my life. So is that dollar that he wants to charge per episode, is that a reflection of how he feels about this thing that he's creating? Is it commensurate with how important it is to his life? Or maybe... What's important is the reach. Maybe it's important for him to get 100,000 people to buy each episode for a dollar. Maybe that's what's important to him and that's why he's pricing it at a dollar. But if that's where the importance lies for him, he he wants to position it that way. He wants to tell that story and say, the why. It's a dollar because what's important to me is having 100,000 people be able to watch this. And guess what? We're going to have a watch party on Friday the 13th at 8 p.m., and we're going to tune in here and I'm going to be on YouTube live doing live commentary on my own stuff. And you can tune in, but only if you've bought it. Because mm. that's what's important to me. I just learned a lot in terms of positioning a product. Like mm. I've, I've heard people say it, but I've never had anyone like really explain how to position something so that in the mind of the viewer, it means more than just the exchange of this for that, this for this amount of money. Yes. That's what we put out. Like, we'll list out all the values. This thing does this, 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 and this. Give me $20 versus what it means. Yes. So that's transactional versus the transformation. So transactional is this for that. You're going to get all these things for this. And then the transformation is for me, I know the transformation is in the community, is in them being able to like share the same space. And it's in me putting this thing out and feeling proud of it. So the transformation here is being like, yo, I have a hundred thousand people who bought my, 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 my uh, series. Mm. And they're all going to be like tuning in. Like that's wild. Like my, my parents, my grandparents, like nobody, they didn't have this opportunity. The fact that I can put out my art that I'm proud of and I can have a hundred thousand people all pay a dollar, have access to it, to share in the comedy, to share with the stories I'm telling because I'm telling comedy that's reflective of my upbringing, of my family. Like you'll see my dad, my mom, like whoever, like their, their influences in my art and I get to share that with a hundred thousand people. Like that's huge. That's the transformation that's in there. So this is the psychology behind your, um, your copy because you wouldn't say all this in your ad, but you'd be writing it. And I'm starting to understand the transfer of vibration from me seeing an ad to me reading it mm. to me saying, oh, I feel her. Mm. I feel her. There's this app. What was the app? that Was you on that? You was on that call where David said, the, the guy that runs my ads, there's an app where we can see it screen records the person's behavior on the... Heat jar or hot jar? Hot jar. Yes. Hot okay. jar. Mm-hmm. I was blown away mm. because I'm think I'm thinking somebody watches the video and then they click buy or they watch the video, skim through and then leave. We're watching this one person. They're like literally watch the video, and they're read they're there and it scrolls up a little bit. I'm like, yo, this person's reading the whole thing. Oh yeah. Yo, he said there was one person. It took them 20 minutes to check out because they're reading through everything, and then they went to this one part. And we could see that the person clicked 
click. They were trying to click this thing, but it wasn't a button. Which tells me, wow, some people would be more satisfied if this was a button. So we're like, mm-hmm. oh, let's make it something, right? And it just gives us so much data. Yes. But when you start talking about like positioning, copy just became really important to me just now. Mm. You paint pictures with words very well. Oh. Who does your copy? Internal? I can have them. I mean, I wrote all the copy. You write all your copy? And not anymore. But now they just pull from it. You know what I mean? And modify. Oh, never mind. I find my own copy. Oh, no. However, I can <laughs> I can totally. Yes, yes, yes. Yes. I'll recommend her. Yeah, she's dope. Is she? Yeah. Like, so yeah. You can, like look at my stuff and then change all the words and like really position my offer. Like, oh, I see. No, I did that myself. Mm-hmm. So they're just taking and doing iterate. You know what I mean? You're the goat, man. You're the goat. Do you teach all this in your course? Yes. I mean, you'll learn. Yeah, it's called, I call it tasty content. You'll learn how to write tasty content. Absolutely. Learn how to write tasty content. And more importantly, I think what we're getting at here is, yes, it's the tasty content and it's the frameworks and it's the SEO, but I think it's maybe what we got to earlier, the SEO versus the instinct. So yes, I teach all that stuff. And yes, you're going to learn like skills that you can use to grow a business, grow your course and launch it. And you're going to learn by being in the room with me and other people in the community because that's the energy exchange. Mm-hmm. Like you're going to be like, oh, that's what, oh, you're going to sit up straighter. You know, you're going to be like talking to your people differently, talking to yourself differently, thinking about yourself differently. But so, yeah. I feel like I owe you money for this interview. Man. <laughs> like I learned so, like I learned Aww. so much. And like, I, like as you talk, I'm going through my head of my, own situation and how I'm going to tweak things, how I'm going to change things, how I need to start telling better stories of what it means to me. Not, not just because I was thinking you have to tell what it means to them, but sometimes there's value and people respecting, especially your warm audience of what this thing means to me. Mm. I, I would say 70, 30, it's 70, what it means to me. Really? Because I know we're all the same. At the end of the day, as humans, we all the same. What is it like 99% of our DNA or whatever is literally the same? Like it's the same. All of it, different races, different genders. 99% of us is the same. Like we all have the same desires, fears, whatever. So it's like, if you're on a class with me and I'm just sharing what inspires me and what moves me, chances are, I know it's going to speak to you. But that's just from, again, me knowing myself that means if I can see me, I can see you. Wow. If I can talk to me, I can talk to you. If I can reach me, like truly reach me, I can reach you. We friends now. Oh, <laughs> I love that. Oh, yeah. We and are friends by now. By the way, oh. people, I get the message of what this means to you without you having to tell stories or say it or whatever. I just want you to know. Like, I watch clips of you and I'm like, David is a real one. Like, like so I feel it. Wow. You're already beyond doing that. Are you kidding me? Like, way beyond. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. All right. So now we just got to get you married. <laughs> that was <be> straight. <laughs> Listen, uh, you married? I'm not. <laughs> okay. Being a successful woman, how do you date? How do I date? Um, well... I would say... I don't know if you're dating somebody, but like just Yeah, 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 totally. It's definitely very mindful. Um, when you say, how do you date? What do you mean? What are you looking for? Got it. not looking for? Yes. Okay. 
Yeah. So I would say that at this point, because I have been, um, you know, in like a relationship before I've been in, I've been in relationships. So I think I have a good idea. So I tend to get very specific. Um, what I would say is someone who is really smart, easy to talk to, inquisitive and curious, like they treat every moment as if it's either their first time experiencing it or their last time experiencing it. Mm. Like we have that, that we share like a childlike curiosity in the world. Um, don't take ourselves too seriously. So like laugh at anything and everything, even the most inappropriate moments. Um, so inside jokes all the way. Saving money when you start your next project today at Menards. Check out our great selection of garage and utility lighting options in stock, ready to take home today. We carry everything to help you illuminate whatever project you're working on. Shop garage and utility lighting products in store at your nearest Menards. You can also view all of our entire selection of lighting options today on Menards.com. Save big money at Menards is affectionate, not only with like physically, but also with their words. So um, words of affirmation all the way. And what that tells me is they see people. So, and they are a great communicator and there's no filter between what they see and what they say. So when they see like beauty or, oh my gosh, I see how you put thought into that or whatever, they say it, they see it. And that means they're in the moment. They're mindful, they're present. They're like eternally present and they soak you all in or things in the environment. Um, But then they share. Um, so I thrive when I'm around that. It's, mm. you know, emotionally supportive. You have to be like monetarily successful. I would say, yeah, because at this point, it's an indication of that you're most likely a high performer. Um, well, here's what I'll say. So I will say that there are, because there are two possibilities. If you are monetarily successful, then most likely that means you are a high performer, your disciplined, good work ethic, um, and that you set your North Star as being monetarily successful. Now, are there people who are also equally high performers, um, work ethic, all the things, and they just had a different North Star? Their North Star was maybe to create change in a different way. So they're not monetarily successful, but they have it in other ways. Absolutely. Mm. So for me, it's, it's just important, like you are passionate about what you're doing. Because I don't want to like be at the dinner table and you're like grumbling about your day and I had to do this and you live a life of like obligations. Mm. I want it to be like, I got to do this today. I got to speak to this person and da, da, da. Um, and we're sharing and they can give me insights on my business and what's going on. But someone who's really passionate um, about what they do and therefore successful, whatever that means in their in their world. So the shift leader at Chick-fil-A, like they really got big goals. You feel I'm me? Gonna to go crazy. I'm, I'm gonna need you. I'm gonna need you. Listen, listen. <laughs> <laughs> oh, listen. <laughs> okay, I'll, I'll let. <laughs> Potential, or they gotta be like kind of. All right, spot. I mean, I'm Leo. I'm Leo. <laughs> <laughs> All right, man. I gotta, I gotta do a commercial real quick, and then we're gonna wrap this thing up. I had fun. I did too. I'm glad you had fun. This is amazing. This was so good. I love talking to you. You're like so really? great. Who's your yes. Um, Crystal. Her name's Crystal. Crystal Rory. Are you, okay, she's dope. She's a marketer too? Uh, yes, but she's known for like website design. Mm. Um, yeah, but she's super dope. She's yeah, amazing. I bet y'all have a blast when y'all go out. 
Yeah. We're very different. So, really? yeah, we don't really go out no? together. Yeah. Yeah. Who do you go out? When you go out, where do you go? What do you be doing? Oh, that was like a weird response, huh? To like. Hello, man. <laughs> It's only because she lives at home. Like we can be having fun. We can look at our spreadsheets and all that. Exactly. No, literally, like we get on Zoom and we talk about our businesses and like our lives and like she's basically she's like my therapist. Like she's inquisitive about your life and why did you do that and what drove you to do that. So honestly, we have a blast through our conversations. She lives in LA. I live in New York, so we don't see each other very often. And then she has a family, and then um, yeah, and I'm running around doing things. So that's why. But yeah, no, yeah. Okay. Well, let yeah. me do it. He's real quick. <laughs> I was right. Well, uh, this is uh, this episode is sponsored by The Morning Meetup. TheMorningMeetup.com is the only organization that gathers every day. Let me tell you, I have a program called The Morning Meetup. Mm-hmm. And literally, Monday through Friday, Eastern Standard Time, 8 a.m. to 9 a.m., I meet with this group every morning for an hour. Whoa. Every that is incredible. 98% of the year, I'm on the call. Wow. I love it. I am so into community. That so that's huge. And then how many people do you have on? Hundreds. So hundreds. That's wild. They are lucky to have you. Like one of my biggest times of growth was when I had a it wasn't even daily. It was just every Monday at 5 a.m. we would get on. And that was a huge time for growth. So I can't even imagine daily. Like that's huge. On the call one day. Just one uh, I see what you're doing, but no, I would love like, to. No, I would love to. I would love to. That would be super dope. They would love yeah. you. Oh, yeah, I would love they to. Would yeah, love totally. But my, my goal is, my number one goal is just community, Like, Because that that's what saved my life. Mm-hmm. Just being in the right environment with other people that are moving in the same direction. Mm-hmm. So that is uh, the morning meetup. So the morningmeetup.com, we got an app. They're like connecting in the app and they're having their own little meetups. I heard that they're putting together a picnic. They didn't even invite me, which is crazy. Because they know you're going to find out about it. No, they don't know that. They just don't care. They don't be thinking about me. I love, so they, they're like, it's about the community. <laughs> it's it's there's, about the community, which I love. <laughs> That's amazing. Love yes. So y'all can go to themorningmeetup.com or you can just download the app, the Morning Meetup app. It's $79 a month or right now it's like 60% off for the year. Like I will talk to you every day, every weekday for a year for like, 400 bucks because I love our community. That is wild. Absolutely. So, yes, Danielle Leslie, the Danielle Leslie will be on the call Yay! at some point. That's I'm looking awesome. forward to it. Oh, you're going to Really? It. That sounds the really good. energy dope. is nuts. The, like the chat is crazy. The engagement, mm-hmm. nuts. So, yes. So, go to themorningmeetup.com. Thank you so much. I took a lot from this call. I got a, I, I got a, um, I got a question. Yes. What do you see yourself doing or accomplishing in the next five years? Ooh. And I'm asking because I want to watch this interview five years from today oh and say, you know, Danielle said she was going to do it. Look, oh she said she was going to do that five God. years ago. She did it. Wow. All right. You ready for this? Take your time. So five years from now, I will have... So CFS will, by then, have served... Let's say 30,000, help 30,000 people. Mm. Um, and CFS is, of course, from scratch. Mm-hmm. And then I will have launched an NFT collection since 3000. I will have launched a trilogy series. So there will be one representing our past, one representing our present, one representing our future, all under the Since 3000 brand. 
And we will have collectors, thousands of collectors who are first time collectors who are new to crypto, new to NFT, to the Web3 space, um, who are sharing in real life space too and helping each other build the future. Um, we'll have artists who have been funded. Um, we would have donated hundreds of thousands of dollars to organizations that are furthering arts and education. Um, we would have a class of people who are now in their late teens and 20s entering careers in Web3 um, and, and the artistry, mm-hmm. that space. Uh, I will have a podcast, the Since 3000 <laughs> podcast, and that will be a daily show. Mm. Um, and yeah, I'll be talking to dope people like you. Um, oh my, I, yes, I would. Are you kidding me? (laughs) Are you kidding? (laughs) Um, yes. So podcast daily show. And then we have, um, I have a membership platform. So I'm actually talking right now about, um, getting part ownership in a membership platform. Mm which is a long time coming. So a place, so by then we will have thousands of people who are creating their own monthly communities around their interests, around Mm. their topics, around their courses. Um, That's going to be super dope. It's like imaginative. It's fun. It's like the design is super amazing. It's yeah, it's optimized for the creator to like do their thing and for the community to like lead it. So, um, so that has thousands of people in it. And, um, and then by then I have a family. Um, yeah, I have a family and I have a, some kind of talk. I don't know if it's a Ted talk, but it's like a talk. Been, and then I have a book. A TED talk. I know. Like I told you, I was in my season of no. Yeah, we'll get you a Ted talk. That's easy. You're right. It was, I know that's like the, the 2015 me who mm-hmm. really wanted that. And she coming <laughs> out, she like, we still didn't do the Ted talk. Um, even though it's easy, but, um, book. So bestselling book by then as well, for sure. Yeah, those are a few things. I love it. Um, it's so hard for me to think of five years because that's like a century in internet yeah, land. Sure. So those are all goals that should happen in like two years, potentially. <laughs> they already in the works right now. So, you know. But yeah, thank you for asking. Oh, man, you're awesome. So this are you. has been a full plate for me. I just I just feasted on this, this interview. And I'm like, I'm about to go like kind of tweak some things about my business like instantly. Oh, wow. I, I got some takeaways. So oh, cool. thank you so much. Um, we will have, so maybe I'll put the link to the course in your, in here somewhere. Mm-hmm. Can we have a discount? Ooh, absolutely. Okay. I just have to ask. I know. Because they're going to kill put me, me on the spot. I know. I, I know. No, but I would love that. Um, Just the way, like I said, I like everyone can feel your heart and your why. And so I know anyone you touch is equally like amazing like you. So like, I would, I would love to do that. Let's do it. Absolutely. We'll make the, I don't know what the code is, but social proof, make the code social proof. Okay. And it'd be discount it. or something. Just make sure y'all click it, use the code social proof and you'll see the discount. So thank you so much. Thank you so much. This was an honor. Oh, A long time coming. Thank you. Long, I so appreciate you. Absolutely. Thank you. Well, tell me where to uh, reach you and close us out with a word of wisdom. Oh, um, yes. You can reach me at Danielle Leslie on Instagram and um, a word of wisdom. I would say. Yeah, I would say. <laughs> yeah, I, just yo, I was about to say it, though. <laughs> Why you got to hit me with the? It was coming out. After, yo, the whole interview. It was, was, bah, 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 I know. Bah, 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 bah. I know. I was like, can't you just like pull something from the and add it right there? Uh, I was really about to say it too. And then you just, um, 
angle. Um, yeah, I mean, I would say that I would say that the way Take your time, sister. Maybe at church. Take your time. Take your time, sister. <laughs> I do feel like I'm in church. <laughs> um I'm gonna start over. I'm gonna start off. You're gonna oh, start yeah, over. Yeah, yeah. Okay. So uh, and you yeah, think I'm gonna have so something much. by the time you? Oh, hundred percent, absolutely. So um, yes, man. Thank you so much. For, uh, <laughs> so funny. Yo, she dropped gems <laughs> for ninety minutes straight. <laughs> Yo, this joke was crazy. <laughs> okay. Um, so yeah, man. Just uh, there's an entrepreneur out there that is just getting going. They don't believe in themselves just yet. And um, mm. I'd love for you to give them a word of wisdom to take us out of here. Absolutely. Um, and then do I look at you or the... Because mm. I was like, should I have been looking? No, no, no. You mean, no. Yeah. It's not going to be like... No, 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 no. You. No? Okay. <laughs> no. All right. Um, yeah, I would say to the person starting right now, uh, something that helped me was remembering that... that so I'm a big believer in time travel and in the eternal present. And so I believe what the future... Oh, um, I believe in so that the past me, the fifth grade Danny is living her life right now, just like the future me in the year 2000, you know, 50 Mm -hmm. is living her life. Um, that time can, there is no such thing as time. It's a man-made construct. Mm. We invented time so that we could understand the vastness or try to fathom the vastness of the universe and all the things and all the elements. Um, so, so the 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 Danielle that came before before you got in here, that Danielle's doing something else. Yeah, the fifth grade Danny. I actually had a moment where I I talked to her, and mm. it felt so real. I was in really? like a hot yoga class, and I was essentially like just dealing with me getting in my own way. I was um so my nervous system is. Like our central nervous system, like our body is addicted to a certain state by default. And it was usually developed in our childhood. Um, So for me, it's a state of stress and anxiety. I feel comfortable there. And by comfortable, I mean uncomfortable yet comfortable because it's familiar. So when things are going really well, um, I have nothing to be worried about, like nothing. I will lay down to take a nap and then all the voices are rushing. My heart will start beating and I'll start feeling anxious. So I know that my body is addicted on some level to that state of anxiety and stress. And so it's up to me to not associate meaning to that feeling. Mm. But our mind is so trained to be like, oh, there must be something wrong, right? It's the reptilian brain, fight or flight. Uh-oh, the heart is palpitating. All the signs are saying there's something wrong. There's a tiger coming. When in reality, everything's fine. It's just my body addicted to that state, trying to return to it. So instead, I'm like, we good, y'all, we good. So I was going through a lot of that. And so... I was, I was wanting to have a conversation with younger Danny. And it was like the sixth grade Danny, who I think was the one who was at the peak of this like stress and anxiety. And so in the hot yoga class, she came, I went to her. Um, so it was at the end of the class and, you know, I'm in flow. I'm on my back, eyes closed. The music is playing and I'm there. And first I was on the playground with fourth grade Danny and Tiffany and they were twin sisters and they slapped me on the playground and I was really sensitive and I started crying. And then my mom was like, you should have slapped him back. You're too sensitive. Yes. Yes. So I visited her and this was the Danny who my mom said, you're too sensitive. The world is going to think you're weak. Don't cry. 
So I went back and I told her, I said, um, you know, your sensitivity is your superpower. Like that's going to help you help so many people. It's okay to cry. So I visited her. Then I visited sixth grade Danny in my bedroom. It was like 3 a.m. I was working on my science project. It was on protozoa. And I had the three panel cardboard thing and the little things, you know, with the with the glue and stuff. And I had waited till the last minute because that's my process. I had made myself feel guilty about it, even though that's my process. It's okay, but I didn't know it. Felt guilty, felt bad. Um, I fell asleep on this side of my bed. Um, I knew that when my mom opened the door, as long as I was on this side of my bed, she wouldn't see me. So I wouldn't get in trouble. So I fell asleep and I woke up at three, the lights are on. And so I visited her and I was like, Hey, I'm like, it's all good. Like, it's okay. Like, you're going to be amazing. And I just told her like, you're going to be amazing. That's it. Like, you're going to be amazing. Just so that she knows like future Danny is thriving. Even present Danny is thriving. She's just being too hard on herself. Like she's not letting herself know like, Oh, my style is to do things at the last minute. Yeah. That's when I'm in flow. That's when I vibe. So I'm going to just wait till the last minute. I'm not going to feel guilty. I'm not going to let my mom get upset or anything. Like she's going to know, like, I got this. I'm going to get an A. It's going to be all good. So that's what I mean. But is that is that how you deal with some of the things that, so for instance, your anxiety of, yo, you're going to get in trouble. Is that your way of dealing with how you are now? So it's interesting because now my anxiety or stress, there won't necessarily be a trigger for it, except for that things are amazing. So it's like, things are great. The body is like, we need to return to a state of stress and anxiety. Like there's got to be something we need to be productive about. There's got to be something we should be working on right now. There's got to be something that requires our attention. Something's got to be urgent. Because that's how I was conditioned. Mm. I was a high performer. I was always on. I was like, there's got to be something to be doing. Got to be productive. Got to be learning. So if I'm not, if I'm just like chilling, my body's like, wait, wait, wait. We got to, we got to get going. Wow. I I don't know where we were going. I know. I'm sorry. I was supposed to just say one thing and then you were like, let's go there. You know what? (laughs) Okay, go ahead. You can close this out. Because I... (laughs) Now I got mad more questions. Like, okay, the future. Yeah. Okay. No, no, no. Just close it. Just close it. (laughs) Goodness gracious. Okay. Okay. Yeah. So for an entrepreneur who's starting, I would say that when I started to believe that the future me has already done it, everything changed. So what I would say is to have the awareness and the certainty that the future you has already done it. Like the future you has already done it. The future you has already launched they have already reached the milestones. They're already making six figures. Like, seriously, like you could see they're already thriving. See them and just be, just do your thing. Mm. So embody the future you now. What is that future you? When are they waking up in the morning? Are they sleeping until 10, hitting the buzzer? Or are they waking up at 6 a.m.? Are they exercising to get the heart rate up? Are they having the green sweet? Like, what is the future you doing? And just embody the future you now. And it'll come that much faster. Listen, man, you cannot close it out no better than that. Miss Leslie, thank you so much. I really, really appreciate it. Again, not just for the audience, but for myself, uh, for everybody that's like even in the room right now, uh, we appreciate you. You are just a wealth of knowledge. Uh, And I'm so glad that you don't do a lot of interviews because like there's probably some stuff you shared here that you've never, ever shared anywhere. So that is really exciting. Yeah, thank you again. Absolutely. Make sure y'all following Danielle Leslie, okay? Her links are in the uh, in the, the comment section. Um, so do yourself a favor, follow Danielle. 
do yourself another favor. Man, let's start building your course from scratch, okay? Click the link below, type in code social proof and get that, okay? You deserve to succeed and thrive more than you're already thriving right now. And the third thing is go get you some social proof, man. Go build something. But it's very, very important that you go back to your community and you teach them how you built the thing that you built. It's the only way our community grows. We are out of here. Peace. I wanted to know why some people who get COVID-19 get it so bad. I found out it may be because they have a high risk factor, such as heart disease, diabetes, being overweight, smoking, and asthma. Even if symptoms feel mild, these factors can increase your risk of COVID-19 turning severe. So if you're at high risk and test positive, there are things you can do, like asking your healthcare provider if an authorized oral treatment is right for you. Learn about an option at treatcovid19.com. This message is sponsored by Pfizer.